Be seated. Give me Proverbs 3, 9. I'll preach in the dark. Why not? The Bible says, Honor the Lord with what? Why are you silent? I said, Honor the Lord with what? And with the first fruit of? Of what? Of what? When I give the first fruit of anything, there's a promise connected. What does it say? Next verse. So, your barns will be what? Come on, say this in this way. Say, my barns will be filled with plenty. So you got to learn how to prophesy. That's the problem. You're waiting for me to call you out in experience. You're waiting for a prophetic team to give you the word of the Lord. You're waiting to pull out your recorder at detonate. But I'm telling you by the word of the Lord, you got to prophesy to your doggone self. I want you to point at yourself and say, my barns, feel it, will be filled with plenty. And then the Bible goes on to say, and your vats will overflow with the new wine. Now, I know some of you, you know, you wine drinkers, so you think I'm talking about that. No, I, I'm not. There is, there is another level of abundance that's about to hit your life. Somebody say, I receive it. Say, the new wine is coming. Come on, say, the new wine is coming. So, we honor the Lord with our possessions, with the first fruit of all of our increase. Then this hits our life. So the principle is the same on every level. That we bring God the first thing, and abundance hits our life. Listen to this. I want you to write this down. God always required the first of everything. Give me Exodus 22 and 29. God always, always, he, re, he required the first of everything. Exodus 22 and 29 says, you shall not delay to offer the first of your ripe produce and your juices. I love that. The firstborn of your sons shall be given to me. Somebody say, he always required the first of everything. This is nothing new. He always requires and still requires. Remember, we begin to even talk about how the Bible says in the New Testament, the Bible says, seek ye the kingdom of God and all is, and all these will be what? But it's this concept of first, 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 first. First, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of priorities. And you don't get to choose those priorities. They are dictated by God to help you organize and to steward what he's given you. Somebody say first. But here's what I love about it. Jesus was God's first fruit offering. John 3.16. So God's not asking you to do anything he has not done himself. Remember in our text today in Isaiah, it says, listen, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is God was the sacrificial giver. God was the sacrificial giver. And as we celebrate Christmas today, we don't just celebrate the birth of Christ, we celebrate God's first fruit offering. Are y'all in here today? Look, look at John 3.16, put it up for me. You know this scripture, y'all say, it's about some of you, the only one you know. John 3.16, here it is. <laughs> Y'all ready? Let's say it together. We're gonna try. Let's pace it, okay? Because last time I had to tell you to stop because you was 
not saying together. Sound, sound like a chorus. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You're doing good. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting. Leave that up. So God so loved the world that he gave, but he did not just give. You've seen this before. But he gave his what? His only. Gave his only. It's the only one he had, and it was his first. Jesus was the first fruit offering. The Lord and Savior that you honor and that you worship was the offering. And understanding that the Godhead offered, Father God offered his son as the offering. Now he calls us into being able to experience what God experienced. God received a harvest from sowing his son. God always intended for a harvest of sons to hit the earth. Are you getting this? Genesis 1.28. Go there real quick. Genesis 1.28. Genesis 1.28. Somebody said, we just walking through the Bible. Genesis 1 and 28. Go there real quick. Genesis 1 and 28. The Bible says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, what? Yeah, be fruitful and multiply. We don't die. Listen to it. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air. Leave that there. Be fruitful and multiply. God always wanted an abundance or a harvest of sons in the earth. Give me Romans 8.19. Romans 8.19. Here it is. The Bible says, for the earnest expectation of the creation... Eagerly waits. I mean, let's just stop there. Creation is waiting. Creation is waiting. What many of you are experiencing, what you're experiencing around the world with strange weather patterns. What you're experiencing with things shifting, snow happening in places where it don't snow. Are you understanding me? Earthquakes happening where they ain't really known to have any fault lines. This weird stuff is beginning to happen. What is it? It's creation that eagerly waits for the revealing of what? Not the Christians. Keep that up. Creation's not waiting for you to go to the altar and shake the preacher's hand. Creation is waiting for a pastor. He's waiting for people who will posture themselves as sons of God. Are you getting this? As sons of God. As sons of God. And so to be a son means that you can't be a son without obedience. Those who obey God become sons. Those that follow what the Spirit of God says become sons. Now listen to me. You and your grown behind have to obey. I ain't studying you. I don't care you 25, 35, 45, 55, 65. You and your supposed grown self has to learn how to obey. Here's what we do. We require of our children things we refuse to do. Right? Your children don't obey because they watch you not obey. Obedience creates a culture. 
and culture is not about what you say. Words don't create culture. Action creates culture. Y'all quiet now. Action creates culture. And if you want to create a culture of obedience in your household, you got to first be an obedient son. Understand this word son is not by sex. This word son, you females, you males, we are all sons of God. It's like the creation is waiting for the manifestation of sons. Remember, sons obey. Sons obey. So the creation's waiting for your obedience. Some stuff has not manifested because you've only owned Christianity. You haven't owned sonship. You, you just, you, you, you're saved, but you haven't, somebody say it's a posture. Come on, say it with me. Say it's a posture. I can prove it to you. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father in heaven. What, what he's saying is I'm obedient. Are y'all catching this? So in our actualization, you really can't call yourself a Christian or a Christian or a follower of Christ and not be obedient to God. Right? I told you before, how many of you have ever gone downtown and shopped? You ever gone downtown and shopped? When I was a, when I was a senior in high school, I wanted a Movada, Movada uh, watch so bad. Okay? Couldn't afford it. So I went to the alley. Y'all know the alley? I went to the alley downtown, and I got me a fake one. Right? And I wore, it to high, I wore it to school every day at Westchester High School in, in L.A. I wore it every day, and people really thought that I had it like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I was a little different. And so they, they, so they was like, oh, look at Sherman. Oh, all right, I see him. I'm seeing him. And y'all, y'all looking at me strange, but some of y'all wearing knockoffs right now. Like, you, you have it on. Some of you trying to pass that, that cubic zirconian as a diamond. And we, and we can tell by the clarity of that thing that that thing is fake. We don't even have to use our prophetics. We can see in the natural. Are y'all in here? So some of us are a knockoff of Christianity. You are a knockoff brand. You're a poser. Why? Because you refuse to obey. The Lord told me to tell you this, and some of you are going to receive it, and some of you are going to say it's time for me to go, and I'm cool with both. But part of why you're not where you're supposed to be this year has nothing to do with the activity of hell. You're actually not being attacked by hell. I keep telling you, hell is not attacking people who is their friend. If you're in disobedience, you become a partner with hell. Because you are delaying the advancement of the kingdom of God. Oh, I wish somebody would hear me teach today. You are delaying the advancement of the kingdom of God. Because if you don't go fulfill your purpose, that means there's a void where people are not being affected by the kingdom because you're not obeying God. And I know you think that your disobedience makes sense. I know you feel like you have a right to disobey because circumstances are not the way you want it to be. I know you feel okay. And I know you have lame friends that encourage you in your disobedience. Because losers like losers. So I know.
all your friends say, you girl, it's okay. You got four kids. God understand that you, you're going to get to it when you can get to it. God understand, girl, don't be letting to go to that church and they be adding all that pressure. That's why I don't fool with Christians and I don't fool with the church folks because they be telling you and then you be walking around feeling all this kind of pressure and feeling like you got to do this and you got to do that. And you're listening to these idiots who have accomplished nothing. While when you come to the house of God, you better feel pressure. If you ever go to a church that don't put pressure on your back, run for your life. Creation, just talking, is easily, easily, eagerly. Creation is eagerly waiting for, look at this please, the revealing. That means that it is possible that you could be walking around here, be called to be a son, but hidden because you refuse to obey. So what I'm saying to you is, some people will never see you until you obey. Please get this. They will never see you. You're like, when is my moment going to come? When you obey. Your obedience is like a key code. Your obedience is like an access code. Merry Christmas. Your obedience is like an access code. When you obey, then it aligns. I know you like all that new age crap. I know you love the law of attraction. What belongs to me is attracting to me. I just must feel the energy. And the energy flows to me and what's mine is mine. No, it ain't. Mm -mm. How's something going to come to you and it can't find you? You want to see the law of attraction at work is right here in the scripture. When you're revealed as a son, then that thing is going to be attracted. It can find you. Y'all quiet in here. I mean, it, it feel like, <laughs> it feel like, oh, holy night. I mean, it's just, it's, everybody's just silent, silent night, holy night. It, it's important for you to know that creation is waiting for you as a son. So take out your notes right now and write down two areas where you're disobeying God. Now. You can come to this church about, ah, go back to that all nation. It's glory on the corner of 9th and D and you ain't doing nothing with your life. In my church, we receive miracles and you ain't experienced one. Don't be gang ganging on the internet. And not obedient on a daily basis. Hashtag NYSBD. No, keep it. Are you getting this? I ask you a question. Are you getting this? Well, I'm, I'm, also, I'm almost out of here. Here we go. When, look at, listen to this. When Adam fell, Jesus, the second Adam, had to fulfill the harvest. When Jesus, when, when, excuse me, when, when Adam fell, Jesus, the second Adam, had to fulfill the harvest. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. Let's go to Hebrews 2, verse 9. 
Hebrews 2, verse 9. The Bible says, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. So Jesus, okay, appreciate, everybody loves Jesus in the manger. Everybody love baby Jesus. Blowing kisses to baby Jesus. Okay? Some of y'all stopped at baby Jesus and you didn't want to meet the lion. And I offer you that the lion was there when he was in baby form. But we just want to worship Jesus, baby Jesus, because cute. He, oh, look at cute baby Jesus. And look at Mary, just young and sweet. And, and look at Joseph. And it's just, oh, so precious. But when you start, when you start worshiping Jesus as the lion... <laughs> the lion starts roaring that stuff in your life. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all quiet here. I said the lion starts roaring that stuff in your life. And, and I know it's Merry Christmas, little baby in the manger, but I want you to change your Merry Christmas and start honoring him not just in the form that he came into the earth, but honor him as the lion that he was. Somebody said, I know that's right. He was the lamb in Hebrews too. He tastes death for all of us. So Adam fell and Jesus had to fulfill the harvest. Bible says, for it was fitting for him for whom all things and by whom all things in bringing, look at this, in bringing many sons to glory. So the sacrifice that Jesus did was in order to bring a harvest of sons. Are you seeing this? To make the captain, make the captain over their salvation perfect through sufferings. So Jesus is the first fruit. He is the Lord of the harvest, and because we are seated in him, we are the harvest of the sons. Are you getting this? Please write down, I am the harvest of the sons. So Jesus was the first fruit, and you became the abundance. Jesus was the first fruit, and you became the harvest. So you've got to grab a hold of that. You've got to grab a hold of the concept of first fruits because you are a harvest of first fruits. How are you going to say first fruits don't exist when you are the harvest? You exist because of the seed or the gift of Jesus as the first fruit. Somebody say, I see it. Let's keep going. John 15, 5. Let's look at the Bible. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me, in him bears what? I can't hear you. Bears what? I can't hear you. Bears what? Much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Let's go another scripture. Romans eleven sixteen. I will. Romans eleven sixteen. The Bible says, "For if the first fruit, look at this, please. Are you looking at this? Is that in the Old Testament? Some of you don't know. You're like, I don't know. Where's Romans? You could. You know, about a hundred of you cannot answer me right now." For the first fruit is holy. If the first fruit is holy, who's the first fruit? I just told you 10 seconds ago, retain. Who's the first fruit? (laughs) Come on now. Ain't even been a week yet. Retain. Who's the first fruit? Jesus is the first fruit, right? (laughs) For if the first, y'all like, who's the first fruit? Me, my mama. No, Jesus. (laughs) 
For if the first first fruit is holy, if Jesus is holy, then the lump is also holy. For if the root, who's the root? Y'all scared. Who is the root? Jesus is the root. Thank you. Jesus is the root. Scripture calls him the root of Jesse. He is the root. Okay. And if, if the root is holy, let's go back where we just came from. Let's go back where we just came from. Go back to John 15 and 5. John 15 and 5. Let's go back. John 15 and 5. Uh, listen, I'll go back myself. I am the vine. You are what? Okay, go back, to, go back to the scripture we just came from. Romans eleven sixteen. For if the first fruit is holy, and the lump is also holy, and if the root is holy, so because of Jesus being presented as the first fruit, it gives you access to become who he is. Are you getting this? Because he was presented as the first fruit, you get access for it. That's why the Bible stuff says stuff like, be ye holy for I am holy. Right? How many of you understand holiness has nothing to do with your clothing? That's modesty. Now you ought to have some of that. Because some of y'all always, when I talk about how well, holiness don't mean clothes, it also doesn't, you know, you shouldn't just be walking around with no modesty. Let somebody pay before they get the package. If the root is holy, are y'all in it today? So are the branches. Let me give you another scripture. Y'all learning? 1 Corinthians 15, 23. 1 Corinthians 15, 23. I just want to show you this in scripture. This is amazing. Merry Christmas. But, but each one in his own order Christ the what? I can't hear you. Christ the what? The first fruit. Afterwards, what? So, so there's a harvest of souls. There's a harvest of sons. Christ given as the first fruit, you being the harvest. You being the harvest. Please don't allow for God to have sown his first fruit. And you not manifest as harvest. So that means I have to align. Remember I told you 2020 was going to have abundance, but it was also going to be your stewardship. So if I'm going to steward what the Lord has given me, that means that I have to be able to do it based upon how he tells me to steward it. Are you getting this so far? Let's look at that scripture. Revelation 14, 4. We're just walking through the Bible. Revelation 14.4 says this. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruit to God, to the Lamb. Is that right? And to the Lamb. Let's go. go is that the beginning of which I have? Let me read what I have. For, for these are the ones who were not defiled with women. There it is. For they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. Somebody say wherever He goes. 
These were redeemed among men, being first fruit to God, to the Lamb. This is what I want you to write down. We continue as extensions of his body, reaping the harvest. Okay? So not only, not, only, not only is he the first fruit, but then he allows us to reap the harvest. Let me give you John chapter 4, chapter 34. Let's go to John chapter 4, 34. You with me? This is what the Bible says. Jesus said to them, my food is to what? This is how you manifest as a son. This is how you manifest as a son. Go back. My food is to do the will of what? Now, look at this, because this happened to do what fulfills your desires. This has to do with, this has to do with, with, with your taste buds. Are you in here? And in, in obedience to God, you have to be at a place where the right things feed you. In order for me to manifest as a son, what's going to fill me up or what's going to be satisfying to me has to be to do the will of him who sent me. You, you, you hear those? You hear them? Crickets in the back playing a violin. My food is to do the will of the Father. So listen to me. How do I steward my 2020? By doing what? Yeah, see, I'm connecting it real good for you, so just pay attention. You can learn. By connecting to the will of the Father. So how am I going to steward my abundance through the will of the Father? But here, if I'm going to steward my abundance by the will of the Father, I have to know his will. The only way that I'm going to know his will is by reading his word. How many of you ever wanted to know the will of God? You're like, what is God's will for my life? Why are y'all lying? Like the majority of you want to know that. Um, what, is God's, what, what is God's will for my life? And what we do, and sometimes here at All Nations San Bernardino, then we get in line at the prophetic team. And we get our recorder out. Because I want to know the will of God. But we're skipping something in the process. It's searching out the word of God so that I can learn what he's already said. But here's the truth. If you don't have word in you, man, and you go for prophetic ministry, a lot of times that stuff is just bouncing off of your soul anyway. Because you cannot process it correctly without the word in you. So you can stand there with your recorder all you want. You can video record that joker. You can selfie with the prophetic minister. But if you don't have a base of word in me, somebody say, I need the word. word. Why y'all quiet? Say, I need the word. The word word is what you need. If you get the word in you, it will transform everything. Thy word have I that I might not sin against God. How am I going to steward my deliverance? By the word. It's the word I hide. It's the word that works. So what's going to help me to maintain my freedom, maintain my deliverance, steward my blessing? It's going to be my appetite for his word that's going to help me to do his will. Are you getting this? Here's the next thing I want you to get. Take me back to Isaiah 9, 6. Play something softly. I'm out of here. God himself has given his son. And when he gave his son as the first fruit, 
He never intended for you just to receive him into your heart. He always intended for you to manifest the plan in the ideas that God had for you as sons of obedience. You can celebrate Christmas and sit around a tree and paganize the idea of Christ's birth. You can jump into the culture of America. That's an idea of greed. Some of you say it's giving. And I say that most of us don't know what giving looks like. It's become a holiday in our country where greed is established. Because if it was just about giving, your kids would be happy with one gift. Y'all like that. If it was just about giving, you would be happy with one gift. But let somebody walk in and you got one gift under the tree. Some of y'all be like, I mean, where's Christmas? I thought it was Christmas. Why? There's a culture of greed. And that's what people will celebrate. But what if this Christmas you celebrated your obedience? You want multiple gifts under the tree? Your obedience will bring you into abundance. Can I give you a word from the Lord? Don't go broke trying to be like, like America. Did you hear what I said to you? Don't go broke this Christmas. You better give hugs. I'll be like, Merry Christmas. Here I am, child. I'm the gift. I am the gift. Give me a hug. As a matter of fact, after church, I'll be by the Christmas tree just giving hugs. I'm the gift. I love you, baby. Pasta love you. Don't align with the culture of the world around you. The scripture says it like this. It says it like this. We're, we are not to be of this world. In this world, but not of it. Meaning that we do not allow the culture to move us. We move the culture. I'm not telling you not to give gifts to people. If you can afford it, I mean, give all you want to give, child. But what I'm saying is, don't go to the place where you're using credit cards. Oh, I didn't switch, and y'all, I lost my room. You still got time? Take it back. Unwrap and take back. I just felt financial management hit me real quick. If you're in debt, you don't have time to spend money on abundance of gifts. That belongs to somebody else. You're taking AT&T's money and putting it under a tree. What if you focused on obedience? What if you got yourself in alignment? And realize that as I obey God, I manifest as the son. And as I manifest as the son, everything around me gets affected by my obedience to God. 
My, ob- my abundance is coming, but my abundance is going to come on the other end of my obedience to God. I want you to stand on your feet. Merry Christmas. I didn't want to preach something that was going to make you run and scream. I didn't want you to preach, oh, happy, happy, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas. No, I wanted to preach something that was going to sober you up. And help you to realize God as a sacrificial giver positions you to be his harvest. Would you lift your hands to the Lord? Father, we position ourselves today to align with your will, your pattern, your idea for our lives. We want to be sons of obedience. And right now, Father, we say yes to you all over this building. We commit our hearts to you. We commit our minds to you. We commit our souls to you, Father. And we say, Lord, whatever your plan is, whatever your idea is for us, we say yes to you. We aligned right now. Just take, come on, take about 120 seconds all over the building and begin to give God a yes. Not just a yes with your mouth, but a yes with your heart. Come on. You wrote down areas where you know you needed to obey God. Begin to tell him yes in those areas right now. Take a couple of seconds here and begin to tell him yes. Father, We are so grateful for not only what you're doing, but what you're about to do in Jesus' name. I want you to stay where you are.